Turned off, turned off, what's made him frown? Is it your raison d'etre to put your husband down? Turned off, turned off, why is he so blue? Maybe don't mention the one job he didn't do. Hi there, my name's James and thank you so much for checking out my podcast, Dad Mind Matters. Helping men to safely navigate family life without losing their minds. In this podcast, which is the third of a four-part series which talks about what turns men and women off in relationships, I'm talking about 10 things that turn men off. I decided to set up this podcast because I really want to create a community that supports parents, specifically dads and specifically dads like myself who often struggle with their mental health. If that sounds like something you'd like to support, please follow this podcast, or if you're watching on my YouTube channel, please hit subscribe. The third and fourth podcasts of this series are basically about the things that men find unattractive to women. If you're interested to hear what women find unattractive to men, you can find the two links in the podcast episode description. Turn off number one for men. This was definitely mentioned as a turn off for women. Apparently it's poor hygiene. This is obviously a huge generalization, but I have to say I don't recall many times in when I was dating, women are usually fairly impeccably dressed and clean. I have to say though, I think dirty or greasy hair is a bit of a turn off. Things like dirty nails is a bit of a turn off and just smelling. I always remember really struggling talking to them if she had smoky breath. I found that to be a massive turn off. Luckily, neither me or my wife smokes. It's not really much of a problem. Turn off number two, nagging. What men might what men might describe as nagging might be described by women as talking, communicating, or just passing on important information. I think the one thing that really annoys people is when you feel like you're being micromanaged. If someone asks you to do something and keeps asking you to do it, I think it just it implies that do they not trust you to do it? I think the problem is is that often the things that she thinks are really important he might not think are hugely important so if my wife says can you open to the bin i'm like yeah i'll do it i might not do it that second you know i might be doing the washing up or i might be watching the television or i might be sending a text message I will do it at some point. I think the problem we have, and I think the reason a lot of men say women nag is because she's got unrealistic expectations about when that work's going to be done. So if she says, can you do the washing up? And he says, yeah, I'll do the washing up. I'll do it before I go to bed. But she can't handle the fact there's washing up in the sink. And basically he's got a time frame of seconds at most a minute or two to get that done. And therefore her anxiety or annoyance of him not jumping up and dealing with her request instantly is probably what encourages to to continue to ask him and continue to ask him which is when he feels like I'm nagging I think as long as you actually do it it's okay if my wife says oh, can you take the bins out I'll say I will I will take the bins out darling I won't do it this second but I will certainly do it in the next hour and I think if you say that then make sure you do it within that time frame do it if you say I'm gonna do it within an hour make sure you do it within an hour just because she thinks it's very important to take the bins out this second it doesn't mean that you have to agree if you're doing something that you think's more important then she has to wait I think I think that's fair if she says can you do the washing up and you say yes I'll do it and she goes well can you do it now you go no because I'm doing this now I will do th I'll do the washing up once I finish this task I think that's okay and I think it's important for men to be consistent I think you're making a rod for your own back if every time your wife or partner asks you to do something you jump up and do it instantly because then that's going to be the default setting that's going to be what she expects all the time and you're setting yourself up for a fall because actually who's to say that what you're doing is not as important if not more important than what she wants you to do this second so I think the rule I live by and it doesn't always go to plan I'm often in the doghouse my wife says for example after the 
kids have eaten. Can you hoover? I say, I will hoover, but I'm just doing the bins now. I'll do it within the hour. If she's not happy with that, then I think she needs to do that herself. I think that's fair. In the same way that if I ask her for some help and she's doing something that's in her mind more important, then she says, yes, I'll help you within the hour or before I go to bed. I think that's fair. It's just tolerance. It's just being a bit patient. And I think sometimes you've got to think, okay, in my mind, this is really important. It's so important that I think that the other person should drop what they're doing and do this. But is it really? Is it really that vital for us to paint the downstairs bathroom now? Does it have to happen now? What happens if it doesn't happen now? What's more important? Turn off number three, men can't stand women who talk too much. I think there's a biological reason for this. I think women, by their nature, just actually talk more than men. I certainly know when I first became a parent, it was actually my wife who was working and I was actually kind of in between jobs. And I know that quite often when she came through the door I was so desperate for an adult conversation that I'd probably just bend her ear and she'd be like oh hang on a minute just let me sit down or let me put my bag down or let me have a cup of tea or let me go to the loo before you start talking at me and I think that's sometimes how it is sometimes you feel a bit of need a bit of a decompression time if you get to drive home or you get to walk home if you need some time to kind of decompress from your stressful day maybe kind of factor that in maybe kind of even if you park around the corner and sit in the car for 10 minutes I think you've got to be really careful and I've had to learn sometimes to bite my tongue when my wife's talking at me if certainly if I'm trying to watch the television or she can see I'm watching the television. And my wife's great. And actually, she kind of, if anything, it's the other way around. I talk more than she does. But I think sometimes you just think, okay, it might be frustrating. You're trying to watch the television or you're trying to watch something on your phone or and she's talking at you. Surely she can see you're doing this. I think to, to stop the chance of any arguments happening, if you want some privacy, maybe go into a different room when you're on, where you're on your own. I think if you're in your... I think if you're in a room with your partner, it's kind of fair game that she's allowed to talk to you. Because I think the problem is if your partner talks to you and you just continue to watch the television or continue to stare at your phone, you're basically sending a message that I'm finding what's on my phone. For all, She doesn't know that what's on your phone might be incredibly important. But in her mind, she's probably thinking the phone's, he thinks the phone's more important than me. So it's just tolerance and just patience. Just be kind. Bite your tongue. Don't snap at your wife because you want her to be quiet and you're trying to watch something. Take a deep breath. Listen. And if you're really bothered and want a bit of privacy, maybe go to a different room. Turn off number four. Men hate it when women flirt with other men. And I think this is a very dangerous game. And I think often, and it's obviously, I imagine it's not gender specific. It's not just something that women do. Men will do it as well. But I think if you're out, I think if you're flirting with someone basically to wind up your partner or to get their attention that's really dangerous a it's really unfair on the person who's basically been used as a stooge he's been used as a prop just to basically wind up your partner if he doesn't know your partner's there and he might think you're single and then he flirts back he might get walloped or it might but either way it's probably not going to end well it's a bit of a childish thing to do men are quite territorial i'm not a massive fan of other men talking to my wife even if those fears are utterly irrational i still have a bit of a problem with it and in some ways you kind of hope that your wife might see that's a compliment if i don't like the fact that another man is paying my wife what i consider too much attention if i'm just not bothered well she says oh he just obviously isn't interested in me whereas if i'm like all right then mate that's my wife it's good to show your partner you still find her attractive 
if you still care about her and you're not a massive fan of other men talking to her and maybe chatting her up. It also never feels good. It never feels good for a man if his girlfriend or wife thinks it's funny or clever to flirt with other men. It makes you feel horrible. It's probably the worst feeling that you get that pit in your stomach where you feel really angry or really cross or really frustrated and you probably think, well, actually, I know what she's doing. She's just trying to wind me up or just trying to get some attention. But you can't help feeling pretty unfriendly towards the guy that she's flirting with. Moi Min, don't flirt with other men to wind up your boyfriend. It's not going to end well. Turn off number five. Men hate it when women act mean. I think the problem with being mean is it feels like a bit of double standards. Men should absolutely never hit women. But in the same way, women should absolutely never hit men. I think the same can be said with sort of verbal abuse. Just be careful what you say. Because the problem is once you've said something, you can't be taken back. In the same way, there's nothing more frustrating for a woman to be told to calm down. I find it's equally frustrating when a woman who tells a man who clearly isn't shouting and is doing his best to stay calm is saying, stop shouting at me. Because there's a big difference. And the problem is if if the man did shout at you, like genuinely shout at you, then that would be deemed abuse. In the very few times I've had arguments with my wife, I tend the best thing to do is just put some physical space between you. Quite often, the reason I'm tired and grumpy or the reason she's tired and grumpy is nothing to do with me being cross with her or her being cross with me. It's usually because we're both tired, maybe frustrated with the kids who are acting up or maybe frustrated about work or maybe worried about money and you're just taking out on the other adult there and in the same way that children sort of behave badly to test their boundaries to test the relationships and see how safe they are test their still love imagine we do that as adults turn off number six bringing up your ex this is a little bit like flirting with other men in bars it's just not good a woman who brings up her ex and compares you to her ex it's just it's not good it's manipulative it's mean and it's not going to end well because if he was that fantastic he wouldn't be an ex and it's completely out of context to compare someone to someone else all you're going to do if you're a woman that compares your partner to her ex is just make him feel sad or angry either way it's not good and in the same way that men should never do that women should never do that turn off number seven comparisons one of the characteristics and i know i certainly am definitely guilty of this is pride men have pride and i think if a woman says god that's a nice car even if she's just innocently saying that's a nice car or that's a nice house or look so-and-so be on holiday there may be a part in every man who feels like you basically saying i'm not doing enough you basically saying our car's not enough our house isn't enough i don't take you out i think that's what it is maybe i always feel slightly bad that i'm not doing enough for my wife i'm not taking her on holidays and actually that's probably more to do with me than her that's maybe more my insecurities that i'm not enough i think the quote that comparison is the thief of joy is very very true certainly when you look on social media and you look oh so-and-so's on another holiday or so-and-so's got another new car or they've got a brand new kitchen if you're saying this in ear of your husband or your boyfriend you're only going to make him feel bad he's not going to go oh that's amazing let's have a look he's going to feel like great basically you wish you were with that person don't compare your life to other people's there's a strong chance the people who you're looking at and envying their lifestyles are probably envying yours people who put up pictures on instagram or facebook about how amazing their lives are are probably trying to convince themselves as much as they're trying to convince you turn off number eight a dominant woman apparently according to this apparently according to this article which was taken from ww w.marriage.com men in heterosexual relationships many men don't find women who are very dominant attractive i don't know if i agree with this complete my wife's quite a strong woman she's hard working she's quite headstrong and i actually feel like there's more equality i don't know if i'd find a very submissive woman attractive i think it's attractive for a woman who voices her opinion and challenges you when you're being an idiot but in the same way i think it's important for women to let men be men there's nothing worse than you trying to do something and your wife puts you down or says oh that 
wasn't very, you didn't do that very well. Or if you spend the whole day doing housework and you picked up the kids, you've cooked the kids lunch and you've picked them up and you've done loads, you've worked really hard, you work generally hard and your wife comes in and, and mentions the one job you've not done. It makes you feel utterly crestfallen. So girlfriends and wives, little tip here, don't do that. He's doing some housework, he's done some work. Please praise that work. This is a huge generalization, but I think men are pretty, I'm a pretty simple creature. I don't need a lot of praise or a lot of encouragement to just want to work incredibly hard for my wife and family. If men feel appreciated, they'll work indefinitely. If your wife or girlfriend appreciates you and, and thanks you for doing things, you know, congratulates you for doing things and praises your, your skill set or praises your work ethic as a husband or a father, he will work indefinitely. It really is that simple. But if you come in and the first thing he says, oh, I didn't get a chance to mow the lawn, but he's actually done two loads of washing, fed the kids, mopped the floor, he's done some work, you're making a rod for your own back. And the same for men. Certainly men have just become parents. If you come through the door and you see your wife or girlfriend with your new baby and she's still in her pyjamas and she's sat on the sofa watching telly, don't assume that that's what she's been doing all day. She may have had an absolutely brutal day. She may have had a baby that has not stopped screaming. She may have not had a chance to get out of her pyjamas and had a shower. And the same for men. Don't assume, you don't know what your partner's gone through that day. So if you've got nothing nice to say, I would keep quiet. But just bear in mind that it makes a massive difference for both men and women. If you come through, if my wife comes through the door and says, oh, well done, the house looks clean. Thanks for doing that, darling. Or, oh, thanks for feeding the kids. Yes, they're my kids. Yes, it's my house. Yes, in a perfect world, she shouldn't have to congratulate me and pat me on the head and say, well done. But it doesn't cost her anything to do it. It takes her seconds. And by doing it, it will mean that I will continue to work hard for her and for our children. Turn off number nine, bad breath. I remember being turned off massively by women who smoked, which is often a shame because often you'd be talking to a really nice woman, really attractive woman, and she stinks of cigarettes. And it's just, it is a big turn off. And the 10th thing that really turns men off is disrespect. Men and women like to be respected. You like to feel that someone values you. And there's nothing worse than a woman who puts down her partner in front of other people or in front of your children. And if you are putting down your partner, you chose them. You're with them. If you think they're that rubbish at something, well, it's on you. Self-respect and pride are important things for men. And that could be seen as a massive character flaw, but it is what it is. If you're in a group or in a party and your wife puts you down, it feels shit. On the opposite, if you're at a party and your wife celebrates something you've done or is speaking highly of you, that feels awesome. And it's only going to strengthen your relationship and your bond. So just to clarify, the 10 turnoffs mentioned in this podcast of 10 things that men don't like about women. Number one, poor hygiene. Number two, nagging. Number three, talking too much. Number four, women that flirt with other men. Number five, women who act unnecessarily mean for no reason. Number six, women who bring up their ex. Number seven, women who are always comparing what you have to someone else. Number eight, women who are overly dominant or trying to be overly dominant in a relationship. Number nine, women who have bad, stinky breath. And number 10, women who are disrespectful of their partner, especially in public. I really hope you got something this podcast. And if there was a certain turnoff that you agreed with, or you've got an opinion, you've got a question that's been raised in this podcast episode, please put it in the comments below. I've just written a book called First Time Dad that's available on Amazon. It's a 42-week guide to pregnancy to help men look after their mental health and help them to support their partners to the best of their ability. If you have a Gmail account and want like a completely free digital copy of your book, just put your Gmail account in the comments below. Alternatively, you could email me at mydadmissions at gmail.com. I hope wherever you're on the world, you're okay. Take care. Dad Mind Matters, helping men safely navigate family life without losing their minds. Two podcasts every week on a Monday and a Thursday.